everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Bar with Judy Rice. Uh, I'm Sam Kepi, and I'm here with Judy Rice and a very special guest. Judy, would you like to introduce our guest? I absolutely am going to introduce our guest, and I have tears in my eyes right now. <sighs> I am so excited to have our first guest on our podcast. Um, I would like to introduce Erica Shannon. Say hi, Erica. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Erica Shannon is an extraordinary human. I have I have the greatest admiration for her. We've been we've been talking about on the last couple of podcasts about manifesting your future and Erica really is the master or the quintessential person who can manifest. What she has done in her career is extraordinary and her strength I admire and her chutzpah for lack of a better term <laughs> is extraordinary so Erica I'm I can't even I can't believe this now Erica was a student of mine at the University of Michigan she graduated from the musical theater department uh you know many moons oh. ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> many moons ago. That's a good way to put it. That's not that many moons, trust me. Uh, but Erica went on to have a very successful career as a performer, and which was incredibly impressive, which actually I think, Erica, I'm just going to have you speak to that. Why don't, you, why don't you tell our listeners basically what you've been doing since you graduated? Oh my gosh. Well, that's a lot of ground to cover, Judy. Um, but first okay. of all, you thank can, you. You can just give us the, you know, the bullet points. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks again for the intro. Um, you know, it's always so, um, there's something so warm about hearing a teacher that you admire so much and have admired for half your life, um, say such nice things about you. So I love you. Um, so I guess since graduation, all those years ago, um, you know, you do what you do when you graduate from Michigan musical theater, you move to New York and you pound the pavement and you, you do the, the darn thing. And, and I was really lucky to land um, my equity card right away. Um, I got my equity card doing summer stock. And then I went right on tour with um, a, a tour of West Side Story and then I toured with another show called Fame the Musical with our dear Gavin Creel. Which is also very interesting because Erica and I, I was in the TV show Fame and then Erica was on the tour and, and you're going to hear throughout her explaining her career. There are various things where I had done it and then she did it. It was our lives kept crossing paths in this way. It was terrific. It's true. It's true. And, um, and so after fame, which I got to work with Gavin, who I graduated with Gavin and we had such a good time on the road, I came home and, and, you know, and, and randomly I went to an audition for Saturday night fever Das musical, the Broadway version in Germany. And I had been to the audition a bunch of times before and I was working a temp job and I was like, well, it's a free dance class. I'm never going to book it, but I'm going to go. And lo and behold, 10 days later, I found myself in Germany for a year and a half doing Saturday Night Fever. Um, and I, I lived in Europe for a year, which was the most amazing experience in my early 20s. And um, 
And then back I came and, and very, very shortly after I returned home, um, I found myself at the World Trader on September 11th, which was a crazy and traumatic experience. I did um, not know that. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, and the reason I say that is because it was such a turning point in my career. Um, because I really, in that moment, I, I, I had jury duty that day and I came out of the, um, the A-train station, the World Trade Center station, um, like a one minute after the first plane had hit the tower. So I was actually under the World Trade Center when it got hit. And then I, I came up and then I was standing in front of the tower when the second one got hit. And I went to Gavin's house because he was the only person I knew that lived Lower East Side. And, and just to interject, I got myself to school that morning and I called Gavin from my desktop because oh my God. The cell phones were down. Yep. Yeah, they were. I kept saying to him, How is everybody? How is and I went through like a checklist and he he actually was he's like, I'm on and then he was like, I was just on the roof. I saw it. I saw the building come down. Like I saw the building come down. We we were we were together on this before all of the landlines went dead. Yes. And then I joined him. I I got to his house on the, when he was on the roof. So that's just another Judy. Yeah, I know. A, another that time weird? that you and I are together. I know, I know, and and the reason I bring that day up is because, um, first of all, not only the the ties that bind with Michigan just continue to reinforce themselves in that day. Um, also, spent that entire day with Sean McKnight, Jason Stika, Greg Raby, Catherine Marsh, like all those guys. Um, I, I had a reckoning. I was like, I do something that is so frivolous in this world. I am a dancer. And after the tragedy of that magnitude, I could not justify going to an audition. I felt so, I felt so silly. I was like, I, I can't dance and sing right now. Like I, I just, this is too terrible. And so I, I, I didn't want to travel. I didn't want to tour. I had just got from Europe like 10 days before that, you know, like it was nuts. And so I, I didn't know what to do next. And, and I, and I was roommates at the time with Adam Hess, who went to college with us and he was in school for um, performing arts management at Columbia. And he uh, introduced me to Robert Cole, who is a Broadway producer and was looking for an assistant. And I ended up working as an assistant to Bob. He was a manager and a producer. I learned I learned the, the other side of theater, if you will. And I worked for him for a few years. And then I, I moved on. And Adam and I actually worked together for a long time. I was an associate general manager at the Daryl Roth Theater and the DR2 Off-Broadway. And I, and I learned how to run Off-Broadway theaters and negotiate contracts and, and, and put a show together and put a budget together. And um, and and have cross-functional relationships with marketing and, and advertising and, and investors. And it was such a valuable experience. And, um, but of course then, you know, I, I still love to dance. I still love to move. And I found myself dancing at the gym and I was dancing at the gym with this amazing choreographer who taught at New York sports club who has since blown up Cheryl Murakami. And Cheryl um, who ended up choreographing Who Run the World for Beyonce, um, was teaching at New York Sports Club at the time, and I was dancing with her. And she introduced me to a friend of hers at Equinox named Calvin Wiley, and and uh, he became my next dance mentor. And I started dancing again and found the joy again. And, and um, 
And then I, I decided to start working in fitness um, because that's where I found like a huge surge of who I really am, you know, through movement and, and through dance. And, and so I left my job as a general manager. I, I got an agent who happened to be Jim Daly, who I graduated with. I mean, it all comes back to Michigan. Jim Daly. I Jimmy love D. Oh, I love Jim Daly. Oh my God. Don't you? So yeah. Jimmy D became my agent and, um, and I started auditioning again and I was in my thirties at, at, at then, you know, I was in a whole other place than I was when I moved to New York at 20, 21. And, um, and so then, you know, I ended up booking uh, rock of ages, which was the most amazing gig of my entire life. And, um, just to be in the Broadway first national of that tour and, and, and tour the world or the, the country as a swing, which is the best way to do it. Um, it was, it was life-changing. And then I home and, and I had gotten married right before I went on the road. And my husband and I always say that rock of ages was our, our year long honeymoon across America, because I was like, if I'm going to go on the road, man, you have to come out and visit me every two weeks or three weeks. And he did. And so that's we had so a lot great. Of, we had a lot of great times. And I actually saw you when I was, there with rock of ages. Cause I came and then I came back and I taught at impulse, which was awesome. Um, but teaching and has always been just something so near and dear to my heart, you know, for, working as an assistant and, and teaching and, and yeah. For our listeners that don't know, impulse is a summer program run by the university in each program that allows high school students to come and experience faculty and alumni and and do a whole two or three week workshop depending on department and experience it experience the university of michigan it was the best it was the best but yeah so teaching you know i i've i've taught at dance conventions i've taught at impulse i've assisted choreographers on different shows different um some television projects and and made for tv musicals and it's just been awesome. And then I found myself back in fitness again after I had my daughter and, uh, and here I am, you know, um, let I'm me backtrack. Yeah. Let okay. Me backtrack for you. Um, or for our listeners, because Erica is one of the things that I have the greatest admiration for you, not only just your talent, but it's your, your, you, you have this go-getter way, but you have this go-getter way that is inspiring. It's not like trampling go-getter, like it's going to be me. You you find a way to make something happen that's positive. And tell the story about uh, how the movie Rock of Ages was starting to come to oh. fruition and you were on the tour. And, and explain this story about how what you did there, because this <laughs> is brilliant. <laughs> so I've always loved production and I've always loved making movies since I was a kid. And when I was on the road with Rock of Ages, I was a swing. And when you're a swing, there are a lot of times that you're not on stage. And so I was, I, I was best friends with my friend, Josh, and we would, we would make movies and we made little spoof movies and this and that. And, and, we were in LA and it was around the time that they had announced that, the, that Adam Schenker was making the rages movie. And we were like, well, we have to be in that movie. Like, that's not a question. Like, why are we not in that movie? Like we, we know all the music, we know all that we know, we know it all. We're yeah. living it. We, we're it. We're the we're dancers. It. Like why, why would they go teach this to somebody else? 
exactly we felt the yeah. same way we we're like and the show's gonna close and we're not gonna have broadway gigs and we're gonna be like sitting on our butts like hire us so so you know adam shankman and tom cruise and like the whole everybody came to the show um when we were in la and we got to eat them and get our pictures taken with them and everything we and so i had this idea and i was like let's make a let's make a movie let's make a movie that's like waiting for guffman but it's waiting for Shankman and we the movie and, and let's make it a musical, like a really cheesy musical, like anti rock of ages. It's going to be really schmaltzy and cheesy and let's write, let's write it and then we'll shoot it and then we'll send it to him and he's going to put us in the movie. And um, wait a minute. Talk about manifesting. <laughs> Talk about manifesting. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. But here's the key to manifesting. Like you can't just say you want something and then just that's it. You have to say you want something and make action. Yeah, it's not and passive. It's never passive. It's not passive. It's 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 taking mindful action, but also, you know, there's a lot that you don't have control over, right? So perfect example, we were shooting in Dallas. This is a couple cities later. We were filming in Dallas and um and Josh turned to me and he was kind of frustrated. He's like, why are we even doing this, Erica? This is never, ever going to work. And I was like, listen, <laughs> we are magical freaking people. And what is the harm in believing that? Like, just play the game. Play the game because why not? And he was like, fine. So we finished this ridiculous video, which you can look up on YouTube. YouTube waiting for Shankman. It is there. And at the end of the video, we cropped in our headshots and our agents numbers. And then when it was done, we posted it on YouTube and we tweeted it to Adam Shankman. And it took about three hours for his people to call production and say like, this is the craziest and most awesome thing we've ever seen. We want to put you in the movie. And so um, it just so happened that our show closed and like five days later, they were filming uh, one of the scenes in Miami and eight of us got to go and be in the movie. And I got to work with Mia Michaels, which was such an experience um, for one night, one sleepless overnight intense experience. But we had the time of our lives and, um, and we made that happen. That was something that we did and we made it happen. And you know, live to tell about it. And the story's great. So thanks for asking me to tell it because it's fun. It's fun to tell it. Well, and, and this is the one thing and, and that I've always admired about you is that um, you, you have no fear. Yes, you, I do. You, oh, it, well, okay. I have a tremendous amount of fear and I know that there are, you know, students that I've taught out there that don't think that I've had fear or they mm. just think that, oh, well, Judy Rice did that. Oh, Judy Rice, of course, Judy Rice did that. And it's like, yeah, while well, I was shaking in my boots. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> Have you read the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway? I have not. So that's going to go on my list. Mm -hmm. Going to go on my mm -hmm. list. So, th so then um, speak more about then, how did you make the transfer? I mean, I know you, you were dabbling in fitness, but. How did that really come to fruition and, and get you where you are today? Well, what's really interesting is that it definitely, it really ties into the, the manifestation piece. I was taking two classes religiously at Equinox. I was taking Calvin Wiley's 
hip hop class. And I was taking a class um, by this amazing leader named Patricia Moreno called Intensati. And Intensati means intention and awareness. And it was a physical mind body class. So you would do all these, it was kind of based in kickboxing and it was strong. And you would say affirmations out loud as you did the move. So you would like be punching and saying, I am strong and reaching up and saying yes. And it was just super energetic and really honing in on the power of the spoken word and affirmations. And it was a, it was a total inroad to me of like what it, it made me really face myself and say, what do I want? Like, what do I want with my life? Because even if, even if I don't know what I want, like I, I need to proclaim that I want to know what I want yeah. um, and to put yeah. my energy in, in that direction. And so I became um, not just like a front row junkie of intensati, but I started assisting Patricia, like I did so many choreographers and, and leaders before her in her practice. And I was in her workout DVDs and I started working in fitness production, which actually led me to where I am today. But in fitness production, I was background talent for a bunch of DVDs that Patricia did. And, and she, she invited me to be her general manager of teacher training and to train other instructors how to teach this thing. And I was actually the very first certified intensati instructor that was not Patricia Moreno. So, um, so I, I, that's how I really connected like movement being wired to the heart, which is kind of my tagline now and anything that I do, like movement is so wired to who you are and, and how you feel. And, um, and so that's how I came into fitness. She, she invited me to have a full-time job in fitness, which I had never even entertained. You know, I did it for fun. I did it because I loved it. I did it because it brought me joy. Um, and you know, I had been general managing for a while and, and I really loved it. You know, I'm, I'm like a freak in the spreadsheets. I love the spreadsheet. I love the organization of it all, but I missed being in a studio, Judy, you know how that is walking into an empty studio and just feeling that like I wanted that every day again. I've had, you know, times where I've stepped away and then come back in and literally done my, done my first plie and just find myself sobbing because I'm home. There's nothing like walking into an empty studio for me and then lying, just lying on the floor. Yeah. Lying on my floor and just like taking in all the space and just smelling the studio and feeling the wood floor all worn and being like, this is just an open space for creation. And it's just, it's home. It's home. No matter how long you're away from it. Yeah. Now, from where you are right now to um, how did you become a Lululemon ambassador? Because this is yet another time where our paths crossed. That's right. I always forget about this one. Um, <laughs> I became a Lululemon ambassador because after I had my daughter, I got recruited by SoulCycle. You might have heard of it. So SoulCycle recruited me. <laughs> Maybe, and, maybe. <laughs> and so I started working for Seoul and I opened up this studio in New Jersey and, um, and there was a Lululemon opening at the Short Hills Mall in New Jersey. And, 
you know, how they, how they recruit, they come and they take class. And that's what's such so great about Lululemon is that they're so involved in community and they really, they have their, you know, let's all sweat together is their big thing. So they would show up on Moss in my class. There'd be like seven of them and, um, and they ride and we would have so much fun. And, um, and then they just like pop the question, you know, how they make a big thing of it. They bring you flowers and they bring you treats and they're like, will you, it's like getting asked to the prom. They're like, you be an ambassador and it's fun because you get fun photo shoot and you know right and now was it uh <laughs> was it the new jersey store or was it the 64th street store on broadway that you it was were... jersey okay but you ended the up short hills mall but <laughs> mm-hmm. but here's how we got connected <laughs> yet again was because i think i was still i was a current ambassador Um, Because I had gone back to New York to help Broadway Dance Center open their new location. That's how they put it. And so I took a year off from Michigan, was in New York. Um, The 64th Street store on uh, Broadway made me an ambassador. And then you were in the city and you were, what, teaching a yoga class? at? I was teaching in Tensati at Equinox. And they asked me to teach a class there. And that was before I was an ambassador. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my picture, my picture that they had taken of me, I Huge. think, and well, and, and I think they took that picture. It was at the 70 on 72nd street and they had me up on a statue and like holding my left arm around the statue and like leaning back in like a, a degage derriere for those normal people. It's like a ballet pose and it's beautiful. <laughs> um, so Erica literally looked up and went, that's my teacher. And then had someone take a picture of me in my, you know, poster and her teaching the class, like, here we go again. So I totally forgot about that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. That was All awesome. Right, so, so continue on after that. Wow. After that. Continuing, continuing on with your fitness soul cycle. So I went from, I I was in Equinox for several years. I got, I had my daughter. I was, I was at Equinox. I went on tour. I came back. I went back to Equinox. I got pregnant. I stayed at Equinox until I had my daughter. And then I got recruited by soul. And I, at that point I was like, what the heck is going on? I'm a new mom. I'm bouncing all over the city. I need to do one thing. So I was like soul cycle the pay is great and it's one modality and I'm a new mother. I'm just going to concentrate on doing one thing well. And so I ended up with soul for five and a half years, which is way longer than I thought I was going to be there to be honest. But you know, when it was good, it was good. And, and I loved my students, um, especially in New Jersey. It was wonderful. And, you know, and the whole time I had been doing a lot of consulting and, you know, and then I started working as a, as an on trainer for daily burn and daily burn was one of the first live streaming fitness shows that you could, um, that you could, you could get a membership to. And we were actually the first workout to stream live on Facebook of all workouts to stream live on Facebook. We were the first and, uh, and it was my workout actually, which was really fun, but I was, um, I was an on-camera trainer and I learned, and I, you know, like I said, like I'd always loved production. I'd always loved making movies. I love being on comm and hearing them call, you know, the director call the shots and, and just, it's just so fascinating and so entertaining and so much fun. And so I was like, this is the best of all of my worlds. This is like performing 
it's fitness and it's production all at the same time. And I was like, this is my heaven. I love it. I love it. I was, I was in love with that job. And I wanted to, I wanted to stay there. I wanted to move up and there was really nowhere for me to move to in that job because every other position was filled. Um, and so I was there and I was happy to be a trainer there. And then I, I had an opportunity, um, a, a very good friend of mine, uh, who was a rider of mine at soul cycle again, like things just happen. He's, he, he became, he had become a good friend and he was like, Hey, and he owned a company still does that um, they do fitness tech. So they create like the back end tech for fitness products like Strava and Nike run and like all kinds of stuff like that. And so he, he said to me, um, I, we, my company just got hired by this startup. Um, they're a fitness company, but they need a fitness director. They don't have one. Um, and would you want to interview for it? Because he knew that I was looking for something more and I've always wanted to run a team. I've always wanted to have, you know, if I can make an impact as a fitness instructor to the world and help people connect to their bodies till moon and find happiness the way that I did with intensity and with physicality in my life, like that's awesome. But I'm one person. If I can have 12 people under me to do that, that's all the more people we can reach. Right. So I'm thinking that's how I'm thinking. And I'm like, that's what I want. So I went to this interview and it was literally like an empty room in Greenwich, Connecticut with a bike in it. And they're like, what do you want to do? <laughs> and I'm like, um, wow, this really is a startup. <laughs> this is a startup. And, and so I, I proposed some ideas. Um, they had the equipment already and they had a format in mind. And, um, and I was a co-creator of Mix Fitness, which is now um, doing really well. And we just finished our first year and I'm the director of content there. And I'm, um, really enjoying myself. I have a team of 12 coaches that I, that I mentor and, um, and I dabble on the platform as well. And not so much lately because it's been very busy. Uh, as you can imagine this past year, um, streaming and digital, um, connected fitness has just exploded. So we, you know, we launched in January, COVID hit in March and, and we exploded. So it's been crazy. The really exciting part about this, and, and just to let the listeners know, um, it's M-Y-X, Mix, Mix Fitness. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting, I, I think for those of you who don't know me, <laughs> um, I get on social media like an eclipse. And it, it <laughs> I don't know what happened. A, friend, a good friend of mine said that about me, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's so perfect. And- <laughs> Good. Um, you know, I was really having a difficult time. Um, you know, I think we're all having a difficult time with the pandemic and how do we stay fit? How do we stay sane? How do we, you know, and I, I've always been, I, I love spin. I've, 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 I've been spinning for on and off, probably more off than on, but for 20 years. And so it's, it's kind of my go-to that is different for me than, than dance because I need to take a break. I can't, and my life can't just be about dance or, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, yes, I'll, you need I'll, an outlet. Yeah. Sure. And, um, I, I happened to, I don't know why, but for some reason I happened to go on Facebook and there was this post again, Shan, uh, Eric, Eric, I keep wanting to say Shannon, cause I've got another Shannon in my life. Erica <laughs> and I were 
all of a sudden I see this post of hers and the, it was so heartfelt. I couldn't stand it. I had to pick up the phone because I had to take, because once you're a student of mine, and even if you're married and have a child and have a phenomenal career and, you know, um, you're still my kid. And, you know, I, I, I saw this post and it, 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 it worried me to be honest with you. It worried me. And I was like, she needs me. And I picked up the phone and called her and we got talking well, again, reconnecting, which it had been what about 10 years, I think, since you've been at my house, maybe. Yeah. I feel like we've talked since that we had dinner in the city a couple years ago when you came. That's true. That's true. But no, yeah. we hadn't talked in a while. No. Yeah. And I just, I picked up the phone and, and Erica picked up and I said, I, I just saw your post and I'm worried. And, and we ended up in this, I don't know, hour, hour and a half conversation. Yeah. And I said, I got to do something. I'm in trouble. I've got to do something. Cause I'm, for those of you who don't know me, I'm, I'm a pretty severe asthmatic. And so with COVID has scared the living daylights out of me and I'm pretty much a hermit, which is kind of hilarious because I'm an extrovert. Yeah, you are. <laughs> So, you know, I said, Erica, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think I, you know, I think I need to, and I, I'm not going to say the name, but I, I said, I think I'm going to order a bike and I think I'm going to order. And she went, why don't you order my bike? I go, your bike. <laughs> what do you mean your bike? What do you mean your bike? She's like, get my bike. Um, the next day by end of business day, I had ordered a mixed fitness bike. And how and- is it for you so far? You know, I love it. I, it for, especially, I feel like I have friends because I mm. click on and I, I, I try a new instructor every day. And, and the other thing too, I knew that I could buy this because I'm so picky. I'm so picky about instruction the way, the way you are, Erica. And, and I, I, I learned it from you. <laughs> love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> You, you all, you all, I, you know what I say about you all, you students, you former students and current students of mine, you guys are like puppies. You, (laughs) you love me if I'm 400 pounds, if I'm 20 pounds, if I'm happy, if I'm sad, it doesn't matter. You just love me. And I'm so grateful that you do. (laughs) I'm so grateful that you all are puppies, but got the bike. (laughs) Got it here. The other thing is they delivered it so responsibly, which is another thing that Erica went through with me about, I mean, I instructed them when they called and said, okay, we're ready for delivery. And I said, I think the best thing is for you all to stay out in my hallway and, you know, put this together. And the guys were so great. And at one point their, their masks were falling down below their noses. And I'm so paranoid. I literally looked at them and I said, Hey guys, do you mind if you just pull your masks up above your nose? And and they pulled their masks up and they were super sweet and they delivered the bike and but yeah, I'm loving it. And it and and it's not just about um spinning. For those of you who may be new to spinning, I highly recommend this because there are a multitude of classes that you can take. And I'm not very good at taking other classes, but you know, being an extrovert who doesn't like to stand still, who has difficulty breathing. I took a meditation class the other day. Good for you. Yes. It was harder than the 50 minutes of spinning that I did. (laughs) Yeah. 
it offers such great versatility. I get on there and I look and I think, well, I've, and I've done stretch classes and this is what I do for a living, but it's been really nice to have all of your instructors be in charge of me and direct me versus me having to think and take charge of me. And also to note, a lot of the coaches that I have on the program are performers. Um, I have a girl who was a vacation swing in Wicked. I have a guy who is a director um, and, and knows the body so well. Um, I have another girl who's an ex-ballerina. My yoga teacher has her own dance company. So, I mean, I... I it's just who I gravitate toward when I cast, but the people who are dancers and performers, not only do they know how to speak to camera, but they know how to talk about movement and and they know how to make it accessible. And so if you are a dancer and you're looking for something, I mean, we've got great mobility, we've got great yoga and Pilates and I mean, all the things, so. They're, Thank they're, you for the plug. I appreciate it. No, I'm I'm a I'm a hundred percent supporter. Are you kidding me? Um, my bike mix fitness has changed my life. It is, and and I I live in a building where we're all very close friends, and I know they haven't said this to me because they don't want to be stalkery, but I know that they're very concerned about me, and they've all felt a lot better since I got the bike. Really. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Because A, I'm doing something productive, but B, it's something I love and it's something that's really it's 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 filling my soul, you know, very okay. much. One of your one of your instructors actually um made me cry in the middle of a uh it was a spin class and he said something to the effect of I, I just kind of kind of went through a little something rough and he said something about, I know sometimes you just feel a little sucker punched. And it was just the way he said it. I, I was spinning my legs off. I was totally involved in what he was having me do physically. And when he said that, I shut my eyes and I just allowed the tears to flow. And it was the best ride ever. Because oh, I just so really, I, I realized even though, you know, this is asynchronous, I'm not alone. Never, never. And they're and I, real people and they're lovely. They're yeah. lovely people. And I, but yes. I think that's something super important right now that we all need to be finding our ways that we're not alone, which I thank you, my dear listeners. I mean, I hope that, I hope that you feel our love and what, what we've gone through and we want to share with you to make it so that you don't feel alone. That's kind of what I think we all should be doing right now. I think so too. And you know, what's so funny, Judy, is that, you know, how, you're saying that you need mix to have a break from dance. One of the things I'm committing to doing in 2021 is finding my joy of movement again, because I live in this world now. So anytime I get on the bike, anytime I'm doing a workout on mix, I mean, it's work mm -hmm. for me. And anytime I work out with a competitor, it's work. So I have decided like, I've got to get back to dance and so Erica, we're crossing paths. I'm making you a promise. I'm making you a promise right now. Okay. We will zoom and I will give you a bar. <gasps> I'm terrified. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because, okay, you want to talk about confidence right now? 
I'm going to tell you right now that even though it was a bit ago that you were a freshman in my room, I put this stuff in your body. It's still in your body. And I know I'll, I know it'll be there. So anytime okay. you want, you send me a text and we'll do a bar. And in fact, actually, you would be brilliant. Let's build a business. Let's get let's get people who want to do that and we'll do it together. Wait, I got to get the 20. We'll all do it together. Okay, we're going to do this. Okay. All right, now. Done and done. Magic. Magic happening. <laughs> I love it. Sam is um, so brilliant and has such good questions. And you and I have completely, like, he's been listening and I've been watching him laugh. And, and No, I mean, this is fantastic. It's nice to be an observer for once. And, like, so many things that Erica has said are things that, you and I have talked about you on the podcast before, and especially things that I find really important. I love that you touched on working in production. I made a huge point of that while I was in school. I always had a job like working as a stage manager, stage crew, like, and it is so important because you build so many relationships in that. And in times of, you know, it's very unlikely as performers, you're not going to walk into a job right after you graduate most of the time. And it's no. so important too, because it's a way for you to make a little extra money, like support yourself and still feel that joy of like being in the art sphere, you know, that's something being part of it all, you know? Yeah, exactly. You still get that feeling without, you know, you know, it's like better than working at like a coffee shop or a grocery store. It's like, you're still in the arts, you're still doing what you love, but it's just a different facet. And I am so passionate about that. And it's so important because it's, people don't realize like school goes by so fast and then you graduate and I've seen so many of my former classmates just be lost and then they lose the passion for performing and they you know switch careers and it is so heartbreaking and it's yeah it's you, you know what though Sam here's the thing I mean I've done so many different things I mean I worked the auto show. I can't believe I just admitted that on our on my own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have to have an episode about jobs that we've worked that are ridiculous because I right. Have I mean, I oh me too. Can I come back for that one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was a project manager on the auto show. Like I talked about torque <laughs> and curb weight and you know packages. You can get package A that 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 you know you can get the windows that you want and. You know, I was doing all of that and then it was kind of interesting, you know, and I, I've waitressed and I've bartended and I sold toys for Rust Berry for a while. I sold stuffed animals. I traveled all around Michigan selling incentive gifts. And, but I used my theatrical background to help me be successful with that. There was one point I remember this was hilarious. So, you know, you sell Halloween in April, right? Yeah, so, basically. Right. So I'm meeting with, I'm meeting with the store owners and you know, I've got my, I'm a little traveling salesman. I've got my suitcase full of samples. And, <laughs> and so, and I have a book and, and I, what I do is I, I, I got the, the owner of the store's focus into the book. I successfully got it so that they wouldn't look up at me and I'd grab a sample and I put the sample in front of their face because in front, right in front of their space was right, or their their face was right where the book was, and so they never looked at me. I got them to the point where they just didn't look at me. I just put it right in front. I I was spoon feeding them the information. Truly so spoon feeding them. Yeah, exactly. So it went sample book. Turn the page. Another picture. Sample would appear. Turn the page. Sample would appear. Well, then they get to the end of the book and they turn around, and I'd have every sample on me. 
Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> and they look at me and it was so ridiculous that they burst out laughing. They go, all right, give me, give me everything. <laughs> it was, it, I, what I didn't know was that I was a closer. Yeah, right? mm. that's a talent, man. That is a talent. Yeah, but nobody had ever taught me that. I just was doing this simply out of survival. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I got the cover of Dance Teacher Magazine, a grad student of mine looked at me in the hallway of my office and, and he said, look at you, superstar. And I held that magazine up and I said, uh-uh. Mm-mm. I said, I am not a superstar at all. I said, you know how I got this cover? Because no job was beneath me. Not one. Not one job was ever beneath me. And, and this is how it happened is so important because there are times and I had a time like that today, to be honest, at work. I, there was a moment today that I was like, what is the point? Like, why do I speak? Why do I say it out loud? Like, you know, every once in a while, you just have one of those, like, what am I doing here? Why am I, what am I doing? (laughs) Right. What is, nobody listens to me. I'm not good enough. Like we all have those moments and then it's like, no, this is a teaching moment and I have a choice. And this moment is a, it's a crossroads moment and I can either go high or I can go low. I can go right and make this choice or I can go left and not make the choice. And every action is an action. Not what, wait, what did I want to say? Oh, I, I wish I could remember Never mind. It, you, know, you, know, you're, but, you know you're going to think of it at 3 a.m. this morning and you're going to be like, yeah. darn it, why didn't I say that on the podcast? And you know oh, what? Oh, I know what it is. Oh. No action is also an action. No action is also an action. Mm-hmm. So that's always a choice too. That, and you know what? And that is very true. That's mm-hmm. some, Yeah, that's. I have such a hard time with that now because during the pandemic, and Erica, I don't think we talked about this. I am not a dancer at all. I'm a musician who just took Judy's class last year and then caught the then you're a dancer yeah exactly took judy's class you are now yeah but i'm having such a hard time with that right now i you know it's hard to find work even you know having worked in school and with just the job market being how it is it's like i picked up an internship that i'm way too qualified for but Hmm. that's been something that's been really hard for me but also a great lesson too is because i walked in i'm like you know i'm not an intern like but I'm my title is intern, but I want to make a difference here and blah, 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 blah. And I had incidents like that in meetings where I get shut down and I'm like, they're like, I can tell they think I'm an intern. I'm like, well, I'm not an intern. I'm, I'm secretly running this entire orchestra right now. You just don't know it. And my boyfriend gets so like, he's like, why do you put so much energy into this? Like, you're not, they're not paying you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but I like want to make a difference. And it's like, it's killing me that nobody's listening to me. Like, I just want to be listened to. I want to be heard. But that has been kind of freeing, too, to know when to not talk and to know when to, like, protect yourself in that way, when to not give too much and when to kind of reserve that energy. I think that we're all incredibly passionate people, and we are so privileged that we have the opportunity to make a living doing that which we love. And it's also a curse absolutely. because when something doesn't go our way and put our entire heart and soul and being into it, it's very hard not to take it personally. Absolutely. You know, I just said to somebody this morning, probably the, the 20 moms, I, I probably said to them, 
you know, I just wish that I could have a job that I just check a box and go home at the end of the day. But I'm so invested. <laughs> It'll never work. Yeah, you think, you think that, but- I'll be so bored. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. Nice try though. Nice try, Erica. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? You don't think I'm, well? No, you know why I say that? Because you're me. I know. You're me and there's I no know, way that I, I can, there's no way I could do it. Yeah. You know, I, I practically, our first day at Michigan was last Tuesday or Tuesday. It's th only Thursday, but it just, you know, this last week. And, and I mean, I cried when I saw my students. I mean, I got on the call at like 10.01, my class is at 10. Like I was a little late and 10.01. And I mean, they were all there with these eager faces. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love you. I was just, it's the best. It is the best. When it's the best, it's the best. And then it's yeah. an addiction because you're like, Absolutely. I know what it can feel like. And I know when things go right at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to say, I did that. I made that happen. I made that student who she is. I gave that skill to that person. I helped that person find themselves again. I did that. And I did that because I wanted to and because I love it. And I want to share my passion with people. You know, Erica, here's an interesting thing. You know, you mentioned Sean McKnight and who also would be a really fascinating guest. And, you should uh, have him on. Yes, I will. Um, Sean and I have been dear friends also and have gone through many different hurdles and together. And um, he was really funny because I when I when I moved back to New York 12 years ago to help Broadway Dance Center open their new location, which is what I referenced at the beginning of the episode, I taught my first class and I, I came out of the building and I turned down Broadway and I ran into Sean. <laughs> of course you did. I love that. Yeah. My first day back in New York. And he said, Oh my gosh, it's my last night in curtains. And so he was in the Broadway show curtains with David Hyde Pierce. And he said, you've got to come, you've got to come to, you've got to come to the show tonight. He said, come on, let's just, let's go to the, let's go backstage and let's talk to the stage manager and, Let's get you a ticket. And I said, okay. So we walk in and, and stage manager's kind of busy. And then he looks over and he goes, there's DHP. And I go, what? And I look over and there's David Hyde Pierce. Of course he's DHP. DHP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so David Hyde Pierce is right there. And um, for those of you who don't know who David Hyde Pierce is, he is an actor who is brilliant and uh, played the brother of Frasier on the TV show Frasier, Frasier for nine seasons. And has done much more than that. He's brilliant. And so I, Sean takes me over and he says, David, this is my ballet teacher, Judy, and from Michigan. And David shakes my hand. He says, nice to meet you. And I said, nice to meet you too. And then he looks at me and he goes, wait a minute. You just got here, didn't you? <laughs> and I went, what? And he goes, yeah, no, like, you just got to New York this week. And I went, what? And he said, yeah, you're, you're teaching upstairs because Broadway Dance Center was just like a couple doors down and upstairs. You're teaching upstairs. And I go, yeah. And he said, you're more famous than you know. <gasps> what? And I said, oh, come on, David. I think you've got me beat. Nine seasons <laughs> on Frasier. I think you got me beat. <laughs> and he goes, no you're more famous than you know. And I was like, 
but and he and then he looked pointed to Sean. He said, "Well, you did a great job with him." And I said, "Ah, uh, he was good when I got him." And then he looked at me and he said, "Well, you didn't mess him up." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I looked at him and I go, "You know what? That one I'll give you." That's true. That is true. <laughs> and that's that's how I feel about my students. Like Erica, I couldn't be. You've done this all on your own. I had, I had, and if you could see me right now, I have like a quarter of an inch between my index finger and my thumb. I had this much to do with you. You've done this all on your own. You are brilliant. You are an example. You are a leader. And I hope that our listeners contact us for more questions for you. And how, how can they make this happen for them? How can they manifest their future and, and follow, like you said, the paths, one goes right, one goes left, which one do you take? And, 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 and then, you know, maybe it isn't the right one, but maybe it is because maybe you're supposed to learn a lesson down this one instead of it being easy. And, but I, I, I really hope that you continue to be a part of behind the bar. Thank you. And if Absolutely. any of your listeners want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is Erica Shannon movement and it's Erica with a K. Um, and I would just love to befriend your listeners and I will do anything you ask. I love you so much. And I'm so grateful for everything that you've taught. I don't think that, I mean, I know that, you know, that, you know, we all keep in touch and, and we all love each other, but I, what you have taught sticks and it sticks not just in our feet and not just in our turnout and not just in how we carry ourselves but it sticks in our hearts and it sticks in our passion and uh you are much more than that quarter inch you put in between your thumb and your and your finger so i love you so much and i will do anything for you and i can't wait for our ballet class on zoom all right you got it <laughs> And, you know, I'm beginning to think that it's not a, a really successful episode if I don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't cry. I love you. No, no. Happy tears. I, I, happy I, tears. You've, you've warmed my heart. And, um, I mean, I can speak for Sam in saying that we thank you so much for being a part of this episode. And, and thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, no. absolutely. This is so fantastic. Let's do it again. And our first guest. Yes. First guest. Yay. Our first guest. And and yes, we will have you back. And uh, thank you so I much. I love it. My honor. Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, that concludes episode nine of Behind the Bar with our very special guest, Erica Shannon. Uh, join us next week. All right.